Welcome back to the Green Element podcast, where we feature business leaders and innovators transforming their operations to be more environmentally and socially sustainable. I'm your host, Will Richardson, and I can't wait to meet our guest today and help you on your journey of sustainability. Hi, Doug. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Green Element podcast. Um, I'm really excited to explore more what Mesh Energy do and how you help organisations, because I think what's going to be brilliant from the um, from this podcast is you will allow others to understand what more they can actually do to reduce that environmental impact. Could you explain a bit about who you are and um, the organisation you work for, please? Sure, sure. So, so I run a uh, a consultancy practice. We're we're a team of about 10, 10 individuals worth working out of uh, working out of the home counties, and we are or we we aim or we are uh, an independent and holistic energy consultancy practice. So we work with predominantly um, architects, private clients, you know, commercial clients who are building buildings doing extensions figuring out how their offices or their or their homes or, or their buildings almost on any scale can be more energy efficient and they approach us to help them navigate them you know navigate through that navigate through planning issues compliance um, designs you know all the all the services design that needs to go on uh, looking for appropriately qualified installers Helping them through an ever more complex construction uh, construction process, and and increasingly getting access to a lot of government money that's floating around to make buildings and and businesses uh, and, and and private dwellings more more sustainable. So we really um, try and act as a guide through that process to help businesses um, out. That this may be foreign territory and is increasingly. For, for a lot of businesses uh, and, and bringing together all our experience to, to help those guys out so that they're, it's giving them the best chance of success um, on, on their particular scheme. And you must be phenomenally good at what you do because it's interesting. Um, I actually anticipated you to say that you were larger than you are because I've mentioned you to a few people in Scotland and they know exactly who Mesh Energy are. And um, so you've got a very good reputation that precedes you. Yeah, I mean that's that's always nice to that's always nice to hear. I mean, what is what is fascinating is that whilst sustainability and energy efficiency now, you know, you can't get away from it. There are there are hundreds of articles written every single day in the, in the press, and uh, you know it's hitting mainstream media every single day. But actually, the the, the the challenges and the people actually equipped and the consultancies equipped to deliver against that are you know are, are not not very great in not very great in number and you know whilst there are lots and lots of companies and consultancies and and, and very very big consultancies that are used to delivering building and construction projects energy efficiency is uh, you know is a is a, is a new take on that which is which is tricky and you know we we as a business, try and do a lot of promotional work through education um, as well, which uh, you know we may well come on to talk about. But there's a there's a lot to learn, and we do try our best to get our name out there in front of projects and and people and companies so that we can we can help out where necessary. 
was talking at an event this morning and one of the um, guests uh, or one of the one of the participants um, asked a question about energy efficiency and it was in they were talking about people's homes but I wonder if this still is attributed to businesses where at this current moment in time our interest rates are so low that you're actually better off investing in the business uh, uh, you know the fabric of the building that you're in than you are to put it into a nicer because you'll get more return on investments would would you say that's the case yeah, I mean, I mean, the hard, the, the hard truth about returns on on most things in the bank at the moment are that it's it's pretty negligible. Um, but what is what is absolutely clear in particularly in in, in bigger buildings, um, you know, the, the opportunity is greater to save more energy in, in in bigger, more complex buildings. It's a very very scalable thing. Energy efficiency, you can make. Um, Sometimes small distance, small differences to 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 small developments, and very very big differences to very very big developments. So I can completely see that 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 argument. I mean, we, we have something at uh, Mesh Energy which we call the energy hierarchy, which is a lot of energy saving and sustainability is based on um, a lot of common sense and, and and rules of physics. And fabric efficiency is right up there. You know, if you're looking at the best way to get let's say bang for your buck if you had 10 quid in your in in your pocket what, what's the best way of spending that well if you can better insulate the you know the jacket the, the, the jacket that goes around the building um and regardless of what your heating system is or whatever your you know your 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 fuel is for keeping that building warm you know you, you've changed that for the better regardless of what you're using for the lifetime of the the insulation that you've put on there so and it, Energy energy efficiency, particularly around fabric improvements, has a has a massive effect, has an even greater effect when the running costs are, are much higher. So, if you had a manufacturing facility or a big, um, you know, tower block of offices, there are some big big changes that you can make for not spending a great deal of money. And does it depend on the type of building that you have for the type of um, insulation? that you would use i mean is there more environmental you 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 hear this story about um you know maybe a more chemically um insulated build um fabric has a high um rate you know say it's out of 10 has eight out of 10 to start off with but then after five years has dropped to three out of 10 and then maybe a more natural fabric starts off at six but then stays at six pretty much through the full 10 years um i mean i mean i think there's a there's a um i think there's a fascinating discussion to be had around particularly embodied carbon which is a um you know a big thing hitting hitting people's radar so so essentially the um the, the decarbonization of insulation of 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 buildings i mean the degradation of the insulation properties I, I kind of get that, um, but certainly business owners need to be aware beyond, you know, the things that we've recently seen with fire regulations and, you know, Grenfell Towers and some of the issues with high-rise buildings, is that balance between making sure that buildings are more energy efficient, the the, the perpetual battle with thickness and, and space, uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, dimensional constraints on a building, 
but actually the responsible nature in which in which that has that has been manufactured. So if you look at say, um, I mean, Celotex is a very popular brand. You know this this kind of rigid insulation that you see on almost every building site. You, you know, you cut it with a saw. Highly rigid has got silver foil front and the back. Now that the, yeah. that foam uses a, a ton of petro, petrochemicals and some pretty nasty stuff to to manufacture in the first place. It's highly efficient, um, and and it means that you can have a much thinner dimension of insulation to 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 to, to you know help you save energy compared to let's say the other end of the spectrum, sheep's wool. You know, straight off the back of a sheep, very little very processing um but you need a much much thicker um, um, amount of insulation you know you can you can achieve the same insulation values but but you've you've got thicker and thinner amounts that you need one is very a very responsible way of providing that insulation and one is increasingly becoming a big big no-no for for various reasons um and so we see a big transition and this is one of the headaches particularly if people are looking at improving the insulation on their building to not only look at the products that they're using and their actual thermal performance, but from a more responsible um, angle of, of sourcing that insulation and what it's doing to our planet, putting that insulation on the building to save energy, if that makes sense. Yeah, that no, makes complete sense. And when, when organisations come to you, what sort of conversations do you start do you have with them um, initially? Uh, it tends to fall into two categories, really. Um, there are a, a big bunch of companies that come to us and say we're, you know, we're we're looking at making this change, um, and the local authority expects us to jump over this particular bar. Now, that may be something called BRIAM. It may be a certain level of carbon reduction by way of a percentage, um, and so they're very much, you know, kind of stick. You know, we're being asked to, we're being forced to do this. How do we do this as kind of cost effectively as possible? You know, we're not going to go over and above, but we understand that we, we you know, we've got some energy efficient criteria that we need to meet. So how how can we kind of professionally navigate that and, and make sure we're doing what we need to do? And then the other type of conversation that we have from clients is, and, and this is increasingly the case, is we understand that there is, a compliance that we have to meet for this building but what's really important for our brand is to show that you know this will be an exemplar building or we see a big opportunity here to market this as net zero carbon or a considerable you know a, a considerable improvement on what is expected and and they can see the wider opportunity there for telling a much more compelling story to their staff to their clients, to their customers, um, and 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 certainly the, the the latter of those two is a is a really interesting one because it allows you to um, for for any of those those guys who are listening to the podcast, or any of you guys have read Simon Sinek, he talks about this kind of golden circle principle. You've got how, what, and why, and in the middle of that is is the why. And I think increasingly, as as businesses do this sustainability stuff. The really interesting conversation is, is, is why are you doing it? Um, and, and there's a huge opportunity there. And that, that certainly generates some of the more um, enlightening conversations for our clients is really digging, digging underneath all of those layers and finding out beyond, you know, just, you know, kind of a business becoming more profitable. 
what are the what are the real reasons for them doing this sustainability stuff uh, and and I think we'll continue seeing more of that as as time goes on mm. that's really that's really interesting i was um do you do you have a do you have a building for your team to go into or do you work all remotely uh a, a bit of both, actually. I mean, we, we uh, as I say, our, our offices were in a lovely, um, it's not quite listed, but it, it looks like a kind of a listed building right smack bang in the middle of, of Farnham in Surrey. It's a, it's a three-storey building. Um, we have a, you know, we have a lease on the whole building, but we have a beautiful top um, office with some great view of some building sites at the minute, loads of exposed beams. Uh, doubt there's lots of lath and plaster and stuff in the building. Hopefully not too much asbestos. Um now, at the moment, it's me in a three-story building, all of my own, um, and and the guys are and the guys are working from home. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll see when restrictions ease what that what that new blend guess, of people coming to the office is like. I guess what I'm getting at is, um, are you a are you a nightmare to have as a tenant because you are wanting to push your landlord, or if you are a landlord, are you trying to perpetually, you know, have you chosen the space or you know. How, how does your knowledge impact your own decisions? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, we uh, in in many ways we're kind of stuck with 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 what we have. I mean, anybody who's who's had the pleasure of leasing a building knows that maybe beyond kind of painting the walls and and, and maybe changing the carpets, you know, it, it's unlikely you're going to make, make any big big changes. W- one thing that really sticks out in my mind that I mean, you know, I, I'm sat in here in an office with single glazed windows, um, probably nil, no insulation in the no insulation in the roof. But a fascinating conversation I was having the other day with um, some of my other tenants, actually. Um, these are the, these are guys who are into sustainable marketing. So they they market for sustainable brands and businesses. And uh, funnily enough, they do our marketing. And we were talking to them about um, B Corporation status. Now, for any of your listeners who don't know what B Corporation um, businesses are it's definitely a it's actually a, a a legal entity and it's a move to businesses being more responsible for you know uh, looking after their staff and looking after the environment and, and and being more responsible businesses in a in a much much wider context and as a as a business we are doing that but one of those things as part of the verification process was looking at you know where we source our energy from you know who we buy our gas from who we buy our electricity from. And both of our companies were going through that verification process at the same time. And, and we were having a conversation about, well, okay, you know, yes, we might be on the, you know, the, the, the cheapest, you know, British gas deal or Eon Energy deal. But actually, you know, when when that when that comes up for or for renewal or whether we do it earlier, shouldn't we just be going for, you know, 100% green tariff? You know, that is something we can change. It's very, very trivial. Yes, it might cost us a bit more money, but uh, you know that, that that that's something that sticks in my mind that we, you know, we, we could be doing pretty pretty rapidly, and that, that doesn't affect the building another way. But is uh, you know is a is a big nod and a, and a tick in the box for something we have got or, or something we can change and have have got power over over changing as a business. So if you're going through the B Corp um, process, how do you engage your staff, um, suppliers and customers with your mission and purpose? Yeah, I think that's um, I, I think that's an interesting one. It's always it's always work in in progress. I think being a 
you know, you, you cut through the middle of our business and we're, you know, we're kind of sustainable to the core. We, we talk about our purpose a lot. Um, and we have done some thinking over the last 12 months to, you know, reinstate that and make, make sure that was clear. I think that the purpose that we used to have as a business was, was actually a kind of a mission statement. But our purpose as a business is to inspire and forge a sustainable legacy. And we, we talk about that very, very often um, within, the, within the team. So when you know when when we're looking at uh, this you know this this B corporation move, um, the team completely understands why we're doing that. They understand why that's important. It weaves in very very nicely with some of the other um, you know kind of incentives and things that we've got going as a going as a business, um, and and certainly beyond just saying that we're we're sustainable we're we're very keen about inspiring others and as you mentioned there the you know our supply chain the people that we're working with the people that we interact with uh to to be more sustainable learn how to be more sustainable um and and better understand the topic and that's why we do a lot of educational work as a as a business so um yeah you know the the, the staff you know the staff get that um and as i say we, we, we talk about that on a on a regular basis when it comes to running an ethical and sustainable business what would you say has been your biggest struggle so far and can you tell us a bit about how you've overcome it yeah i i think kind of on a, on a practical day to day-to-day basis so as i said I, I i formally set this business up seven years ago from a from a bedroom it was me a chair a desk and a laptop and like it, like every business when it starts. In, in most cases, it, it's an idea, and and you know a lot of cold calling goes on. And I think um, one of the biggest practical challenges over the last five or six years, really, has been getting people to just open their open their mind a bit um, and and look at sustainable technologies, look at alternatives to gas, look at alternatives to oil fuel. And this is when we're dealing with. With with clients who are on those those fuels already, be it, be it houses or, or businesses, um, what has made that a lot easier for us in many ways is the is the big shakeup around the pandemic and the changing in people's priorities over the last twelve months. And speaking to many people in the sector, I think the, the last twelve and eighteen months has had a, a a radical change on the way that the wider public. Um, and as a result, businesses are taking sustainability more, you know, far, far more seriously. So on a practical day-to-day basis, we have less conversations where we're trying to persuade and convince. You know, people are almost <laughs> pre, pre-qualified when they when they pick up the phone. They they get it because you know, they're seeing it. Friends are talking about it. They're seeing it on the news. They, you know, they may have had a, a discussion with their family over the dinner table about you know, what's happening to the earth and the fact that it's warming up or, you know, some of these other things. So that, that's a fascinating change. Um, and I think, I mean, the, the other, I'm just trying to think about the other kind of struggles. That has been a, that has been a big one. Um, I think for me as a business owner, I, I thought about this when, before we were, before we were kind of prepping for the podcast. And I think what is difficult to or initially for me, I had to kind of get my head around is 
we are smack bang in the middle of of a, a kind of a sustainable revolution. We're you know we're very well placed as a consultancy to ride the the growing wave that, that that's coming and building underneath us. And I think if I was being a kind of a cold hard business person, you could view being an ethical business making contributions to charity, making contributions to carbon offsetting, you know, doing the right thing by staff, uh, you know, going for this B Corporation certification as, you know, well, if I didn't do those things, then I'd have a lot more money in the bank and I would be a more profitable, <laughs> profitable business. And I think as a, as a business owner, I've come to realize that by investing in those sustainable aspects to the business, which on the face of it, are a are a cost, are actually a quite a smart investment because if you invest, um, you know, in, in in those right kind of things, you've got a, as I say, a far more compelling brand story, and um, you know, you're you're really walking the walk for your for your clients. You know, people, people, clients, customers see through the greenwash. If if it's a web page that says you're sustainable and you do nothing else in that regard. People very very quickly realise that it's it, it, it's utter utter twaddle, um, and, and so I say because we do those things, um, I can sleep well. I can talk convincingly to our customers and clients, and um, you know it's a struggle I've overcome as a as a business owner, and and one that I'm at peace with and can see the real wider benefit, particularly to um, you know recruitment and and staff that are working in the business because they see business warts and all as well, and and they get that. You know the businesses in it for the long haul and making those sustainable investments in the right places. Absolutely. Well, I mean, we've just commissioned a um, piece of work to um, look at what B Corp enhances or the and the environment enhances our enhances us and clients and start and retention of people is mm. absolutely quite very high up there. But equally, there's quite a lot of research that shows that um, businesses that have a vision and purpose that is uh, or puts their purpose above profit actually do better in the long run they have more longevity they um and they are actually more profitable they grow faster and i think it's because people mm. buy off people at the end of the day if you've got two choices which one are you going to go for the one that you'd quite like to work with or the one that you just go oh, oh, they're just delivering a service <laughs> Yeah, and, and and that's true, and I think you know now more than ever we realise that, as I mentioned before, that the groundswell of public opinion and the priorities of purchase purchasers now is 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 becoming a, a bigger and bigger and bigger deal. And, and like you said, if you're if you're in a lineup and you are doing things as a business, which are are seen as touching your customers um you know kind of kind of sensibilities and and that, that just kind of chimes with what they're trying to do of, of course they would you know they would take your proposal more seriously even if it was more expensive you know within within reason you know you you are you're setting yourself apart for a very very good and honest reason and mm. there's every chance that a customer when they buy from you is is already invested you know you, you're not just starting from a standing start they you know that the, the, the at the fact that the service that you provide is kind of what they're after, but they know that they're aligning with a business that, that kind of gets them because they've already pre-selected the business because yeah. the, the business has, has shown what it's doing. So it's a it's a fascinating 
you know, it's a, it's a fascinating way that that, that, that things are, are changing and people are looking beyond just what's the list price of a particular service. They're doing their due diligence. You know, it's very easy to find information on businesses now, find out what they're doing, what contributions they're making, what their mission and purpose is, if you choose to make that clear. Mm. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're up for that. And, and, and we have already seen that, that, that working in our, in our, in our favour. To those listeners that know that um, that listen on a regular basis, they know that actually I, I very rarely say something good about you know it's not this podcast is actually is, is about you, but just recently we pitched for some work and we were double what the other what our uh, next person was because they said they would do it for half price for a case study, and they said that they would go with us, which backs up and I've I've, we've, I've never seen that. I had that before so it absolutely backs up what you've just said and um hence bringing it into the conversation i think um i think that's something that's really well worth taking home um when building your business and and you know just trying to grow your business is thinking about that it's it's so much more powerful than you than you think and you can't put money on it mm. you you can't like you've just said um yep yeah, you could you're right, not do the charity work, not do that, not do this. And yes, you, in theory, would have a probably 10, 15% better profit margin. Mm. But, you know, you're not in a stronger position to win the work. I, I, I think particularly, you know, looking at, again, from a business owner's perspective, we we, we very much see that as a, as a, as a massive appeal for recruiting you know, team members for a growing business as well. Um, and so it becomes self-fulfilling. If, if you're a business which, as I say, you, you cut through the middle and, and you're genuinely sustainable kind of through and through and through and, and you can, you know, you can be profitable, that will attract um, a higher caliber of, of individual. And you, you just can't. You know, while somebody may have had a, while somebody may have a particular degree or a particular type of experience, um, you know, you, you'll increasingly find that if you're looking to attract, um, you know, kind of younger team members, you know, the uh, millennials or, or, or Generation Z or you know whatever the whatever the younger guys and girls are called now, um, that it really, really, really matters to them having that purpose, having that mission, and they're already so so motivated to do a great job for a cause that they really you know strongly strongly believe in um and that makes that makes a business owner's job so much easier because you can't you know paying somebody a higher salary that that washes away pretty quickly and and you're left with why am i why am i doing this work why am i contributing to this business and so you know whilst you know, your accountant might say, oh, well, you can save a bit of money here. You can save a bit of money there. You know, the, the, the team members that form that growing team or, or growing business, as you said, you can't, you can't qualify that. And if those people who are engaged with what the business are doing because of its sustainable credentials are finding you rather than going through a recruitment consultant, well, that's pretty, that's pretty easily traceable back to a, to a saving. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's, um, it does, does make your life considerably 
easier and 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 people who are serious about running their businesses into the future need to get on board with that because if if you don't your you know dare I say your competitors are going to be able to siphon off those more engaged talent out of the pool <laughs> and you're going to be left with the guys who guys and girls who aren't, aren't so engaged so uh, make sure you're the the former of those of those two and it really doesn't you know you're not ch- talking about changing the face of your business you're just talking about different messaging and and just making sure that you're you're happy with doing something more than you're doing today so going on to the next question um if i may ask uh, have you carbon footprinted your um organization that is a very good question and the honor uh, the honest answer is no um i I couldn't give you a, a specific number what what I was what I was very keen to do. We're, we're very lucky because we're not manufacturing cars. We're not uh, you know we're not, we're not traveling the lengths and breadths of Britain in in, in uh, you know in, in vehicles and trucks and things. We are a consultancy business. We benefit greatly from Zoom. Uh, you know, noughts and ones in in, in binary output uh, meetings with clients. Um, you know, and we, and we do work across the UK and and, and Europe and and you know even even recently in the states. So we're we're very kind of low low impact anyway. But um, one of the one of the things that I was was keen to do from the from the start was to make sure that we were um, you know kind of kind of carbon neutral. So we've gone out of our way beyond the the, the great work that we do on, on people's projects, helping them be more sustainable. We have gone out of our way to um, using gold standard um, projects offset carbon and make sure that everybody who is part of the business has their what minimal carbon footprint they they have um off offset um, and again that's a contribution that we make to, to make sure that we are doing our bit and, and and going beyond that and in fact we do that for our customers now as well in what way as so in, we made as, i mean um, so, think about so how, we made how, a commitment you're not measuring yeah, so so to, just to clarify that we we made a we made a commitment as I say beyond beyond helping other people with their energy efficiency, we made a uh, commitment to do more than being a carbon neutral business. And so the something that we started at the beginning of this year is we uh, said right, okay, you know we need to we need to do more here. We've we've got to remain a profitable business, but we need to do more here. And we committed to. Um, taking a percentage of our business's revenue, not profit, but the business's revenue, and again, help with uh, tree planting schemes and, and carbon offsetting schemes. So we've we've decided that 1% of our business's revenue, which would be considerably more based on the, on the profitability of the business, goes to two projects. And we, and we do that for every individual client. So as, min, as money passes through the business, we... Um, have projects and, and, and clumps of trees that are planted across the globe. Uh, we make the client aware that we've gone above and beyond to do that for them. Uh, and so whilst we don't kind of necessarily quantify, you know, count, counting every every last kind of kilogram of carbon, um, what we what we have done is, you know, made a made a contribution, as I say, beyond the work, that, the actual service that we've provided, which is Proportional to the amount of consultancy, um, you know, time that we've spent on that project, which is ultimately okay. the, the end. That makes yeah, that makes sense. I can understand that. 
Um, and is there any advice that you could offer listeners? I'd like to actually kind of go back to our initial um, chats. I mean, um, probably coming to the end of the podcast now, but um, I, I would, is there any advice that you would give um, businesses starting out on their journey, knowing what you know? Um, so if they're looking for offices or if they're, um, you know, what what would you look for? What would you what would you go for? And what sort of questions could you ask? Blimey, yeah, that's a, that, that that's a big question. I mean, beyond um, my my, inter- my interpretation, I think my interpretation of that question is if um, rather rather than an established business, a business that, that is really an idea at this stage, and and maybe starting with with one or two or a few people. Um, you know, from 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 a very very kind of seed of an idea, and I would say I've thought about this before because I've talked about this with other business owners. But I think you know, beyond first and foremost, you've got to have a profitable idea. You've got to make sure your price point is is right, and you've got money to play with to better you know your 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 offering so that you know you don't go bust in the process. There's no point in being sustainable and being responsible if you can't make money and sustain yourself and, and grow the business. And so I think it is a it is a it's a it's very misunderstood that being sustainable, running a responsible business has to be expensive. It it doesn't it doesn't have to be. Um, once you've figured out what your you know what your service is or your 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 product is for the for the wider market there are some um you know mission and, and purpose things that you've got to you've got to get straight i mean if, if you can spend the time on on really figuring out what your core message is and core purposes for the for the business which is often you know means it means a great deal to the uh, you know to the business that business starters um the, the entrepreneurs that have started the business that's that's one thing that they can do but beyond you know beyond that once you get into um i say you know voluntary carbon offsetting or voluntary contributions to uh you know to to, to things to lessen your impact then you know it, it doesn't have to be you know it doesn't have to be a lot of money but it's got to be something which you can afford to you know to give up on a monthly basis or a quarterly basis however frequently you want to do it um i don't think there's you know a number one thing to do a number two thing to do a number three thing to do we've talked about if you have your own offices does it make sense to have them you know 100 100 renewably um sourced by way of say electricity or or, or gas or those Mm -hmm. kinds of things I think it really depends on on the listeners, um, you know, priorities. But there are many many sources um, that have you know a list of things that you can uh, take a take a look at. And the best thing is, is don't don't rush into anything. You know, take your time. Figure out what you can do. Figure out what the costs are. Figure out what the um, you know complexity is of making that particular change. And then you know, pick a couple to do. You know, start with something. You haven't got to do everything. I've got to be the world's most sustainable business ever. Just just do these things kind of one at a time, and you, you'll soon figure out how much hassle it is, how much money it costs you. Um, you know, and, and then genuinely hand on heart, you can start promoting that you are doing those things. So beyond feeling good about it, 
you've got a you've got a great story to tell there then you know suppliers and and, and customers and and you know that you are doing those things it's not just greenwash and if are there any particular websites other i mean i mean maybe that your own is um a good good resources to find out because i know when we initially chatted i talked about the fact that um we did up our bungalow um and it hadn't been you know nothing had been done to it since the early 60s and so we literally gutted it and i was a bit disappointed with our architect because although he said he was environmental the environmental things that he that were talked about were green roofs and solar panels and mm. stuff that I was a bit like well yeah expensive but I like insulation or so we ended up triple glazing the windows we ended up putting a lot more mm. insulation in and the builder actually turned around and went yeah, I don't think you need any more insulation Will seriously you've probably got enough for this building at the moment but I was going down the stuff that I knew which was pretty rudimentary and I I work in mm. this industry so, <laughs> yeah. you know, how hard is it for people to, and is there other places that people can go to to find um, how to do things properly? Uh, I mean, that, that, that is a really tricky, that's a really tricky question. I think that is uh, it's something that we are, we're, we're trying to resolve our, our, ourselves. There is a lot of people turn to, uh, you know, internet search engines and stuff to try and find it out, or they ask their mate what they would what they would do, or they just try and use their common sense, or they buy a whole load of books um, from from uh, you know uh, an internet bookshop, for example, to to try and read up on it themselves, and then um, you know make a kind of a ham fisted uh, attempt at, at trying to figure it out themselves. Um, there, there are, you know, there are a few websites, but honestly. It, it is a real minefield. It, it is not an easy place at the moment to get that advice. Um, there are consultancies like our own. There are there, there are a growing number of consultancies that are, are offering advice. Very few actual independent advice product manufacturers will offer you advice hand over fist, trying to then ultimately sell you product. Um, but it is it is really really tricky. Um, and we, we 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 discussed before that we are. Uh, very very close to launching a platform which we think will help uh, point people in a better direction and, and give people a, a a chance to a chance to hang out and that is exactly what this industry needs. Um, you know there there is a big big knowledge and education piece of work that needs doing over the next few well into the middle of the decade and and beyond um, and, and and it's pretty scant pickings at the moment but as i say we're working on trying to to, to change that because the opportunity there brilliant brilliant from what i can see there's a massive opportunity so i'm really glad someone's doing it thank you <laughs> brilliant thank you so much doug for being on the podcast today it's been really interesting listening to you and um understanding more about your business and what it is that you guys get up to yeah great thank you um and and i'd say to anybody listening do, uh, do do check us out, um, Mesh Energy. The, the website is a is a great pool of resources, but we are always um, happy to to have people pick up the phone uh, and, and and just start that discussion. Um, I, I, th I think increasingly, you know, we can all we can all help each other out. We, we, we've just got to be more collaborative and be able to share. So the, the website is www.mesh-energy.com. 
Uh, and as I say, we're, we're more than happy to uh, have a chat with you and see if we can point you in the right direction or, or maybe help you help you out longer term with your, you know, with, uh, with what you're trying to do. Brilliant. Well, we'll be putting all those um, details on, on the website. Um, so thank you so much, Doug. Thank you. Thanks for your time, Will. Cheers. Take care. Thanks for listening to our Sustainable Business Podcast. If you want to learn more about sustainable business and talk to other like-minded professionals, apply to join to our online community at sustainabilitysolve.org. Join now and find a space for you to collaborate, learn and inspire others to become more environmental. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to follow Green Element on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram.